This message is a continuation from two weeks ago when we talked about um, home is where forgiveness is or bringing the lost back home to Christ. And I got thinking about that. And uh, superheroes have always been one of my favorite topics. And the question that I put on Facebook and I, I ask is, are you more like Batman or Superman? When you think about superheroes, are you more like Batman or Superman? And you could have your favorites, but as a Christian, as you, you live your life and you witness, are we more like Batman or Superman? Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this time. Please bless us, Lord. Help this to be a time where we learn of you, Lord, that we're challenged to focus our life more on you. Help us to have open hearts and minds. Thank you for this message, Lord, and thank you for the congregation that's here. Help us to learn from you, from your word. In your name we pray. Amen. Okay, the Bible tells us that we really do have the potential to be awesome. And, I, and I've said different things to different people about how people get on my nerves. And I, I especially when I'm driving, some people are just dumb. <laughs> but really, the Lord's really been speaking to me. And, and in all reality, people are really awesome. People are awesome. When you think about what people are capable of, and you see, especially I mentioned Mother's Day, you know, we're used to awesome now because of Facebook and YouTube. We can look up a video on YouTube of people doing amazing things that we would have never been able to see. But people are awesome, and, and there's even little video clips called Awesome People. And you look at those, and they're doing amazing things, and they're taking basketball shots from you know way up high, or they're backflipping off of the top of different things. and Just people are really awesome. And when you see that, people have been creative and doing different things. When you see that, you're actually seeing the image of God um, in their life. We're, the Bible tells us we're made in the image of God, and a lot of times we do see glimpses of that in people's lives. Um, but he gives us, really, we have the potential as, as Christians to do some amazing and powerful things through Christ. The first scripture, John 1, number 1 on your list, John 1, 11 through 13, says, He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, and continue to receive him today, who believe in his name, he gave, and we could say gives, the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God, born of God. And I got to think about this idea of these super people, Superman or Thor. Thor is a new, real popular um, superhero. He's, he's been around for a while, but a lot of recent movies have made him really popular. He's Odin's son. Odin is like the top Viking god. Okay? That idea of being a son of God or having coming from another world and having superpower, I, I'm sure we've all dreamt of that, right? I'm not the only one that you know, used to pretend to be a superhero. I know my kids make up different superheroes all the time. But we have this power to become sons of God. And really, when God is at work in our life, we are awesome. I know Jesse has said that different times. We're awesome because God made you. You're made in the image of God. You are awesome. Now, we've done things to mess up our life. And, and in ourself, we are not really awesome. We're fallen. But he gives us that power to be children of God or the right. King James says power. English Standard Version here says the right, the authority, the warrant to become children of God. Number two on your list, 2 Corinthians 5, 16 through 21. says, so we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. But how differently we know him now, and I love the way it's worded there. We, we looked at people one way, but now we know Christ a different way. We looked at Christ, we rationalized who he was and what benefit he could be to our life maybe. But how differently we know him. 
And I believe it was Alicia a couple weeks ago testified, you know, if they could know the Jesus I know. A lot of times I've been reading the book called Out of the Salt Shaker, and I really recommend it. And it's the idea that we are salt. We are the salt of the earth. Well, if church is the salt shaker, so many times we're just stuck in our little in our little world and we need to get out of the salt shaker. But she talks about that. That once you know Christ, it's not a matter of an obligation to witness. And we'll see later where Batman kind of has that obligation to do right. It's not an obligation. If you know the Christ I know, you'll want to have a relationship with him too. And do we live that way? But we know him differently now. Verse 17 says, This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. 18, and all of this is a gift from God who brought us back. And this is a key word here. Who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. And that reconciling comes from the word reconciliation. And it has the idea of bringing people back. Okay, he says he brought us back to himself and he gives us the task of bringing other people back to him. Verse 19, for God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. Again, we had this awesome relationship. We had this awesomeness about us. We were perfect, but then we fell. So through Christ, God wants to bring us back into that relationship with him to be, again, awesome and and do these wonderful things. Verse 20, so we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. Okay, that's our job. We want people to come back. Come back in a relationship with Christ. Verse 21, for God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin. So that we could be right, made right with God through Christ. So that whole idea of bringing people back. We have this job of saving people. Bringing them back. Not that we save them as in salvation through Christ, but we save them as in rescue them, bring them back into this relationship with Christ. So we're, in his, we're made in his image. We, we get saved. We have the potential to do amazing things. We restore people. Another way to say that is bring them back into harmony. It's kind of like when you tune a guitar. You're reconciling your strings. We don't say that, but you can, you can use that. And you have a guitar and it's out of tune and you're, you're bringing it back. You're... you're reconciling those strengths, bringing them back into harmony. We lost that relationship. And as we talked about, no place like home. Again, the definition of this word for the sake of the message is where Jesus is. Home is where Jesus is. That's why heaven is home. You know that there's an old song where Jesus is, tis, tis uh, heaven to me maybe, I think it is. But home is where Jesus is. So for the sake of the message, no place like home, bringing people back into that right relationship with Christ. We are God's Workmen, uh, God's uh, ambassadors, it says. Ambassador is someone from another country that comes in behalf of the government there. So as I thought about this new life, I thought about, you know, superheroes. Again, I hope I'm not the only one that's dreamed of being a superhero. I don't know, uh, I don't know if you've ever thought of that, but has anyone ever thought of themselves or, or wished they could be a superhero? Raise your hand. Danielle, cool. All right, what were some of the powers? I'm just curious. What were some of the powers you wish you had if you were a superhero? Um, Oh, cool. So magnification vision. Cool. Flying. 
Let me just say this. Who has not? Raise your hand if you have not wished you could fly. You never wished you could fly? Have not if you never wished you could fly. All right. I just, that's probably one of everybody's secret, you know, dreams. Super strong. All right. Anyone else? What have, what have you imagined as a superpower? I wish I was super because I want to what? Like rescue people? Be invisible. Be invisible. Self-esteem issue. No. <laughs> Stay underwater forever. Stay underwater forever. Aquawoman. <laughs> Becca's new nickname. Aquawoman. Elena. Shoot lasers out of your eyes. Yeah. Awesome. Well, you probably, I don't know, you might have guessed this. I, I always wish I could be Superman. I just like everything about him. Lasers out of your eyes, like she said, fly, walk on water, super strength. Basically, he's like the perfect superhero. And I'm a little biased to, to him. And the more I thought about this, the more I started to really not like Batman. I never really liked Batman anyway, but I like Superman a lot better. You have to know the story, okay? You have to know the story of Batman and know the story of Superman to really understand what I'm, what I'm trying to say here. But, yeah, I like Superman better. But the story of Batman, if you know the, the real story of Batman, he's actually called the Dark Knight. He's, the, he's really dark, and there's a lot of mystery behind him. Just say this. I think Danielle's disappointed that I don't like Batman. But just to say this, Batman has no superpower. So he's technically, he's technically not a real superhero. He's a poser. But if you're talking about superheroes, Batman was a little boy, and his mom and dad were in Gotham City, which is a pretend city. And they were walking, and they were getting robbed. And uh, these robbers came up and actually killed Batman's parents right in front of him. Batman ran up. It was Bruce, Bruce Wayne. Bruce ran up and tried to defend his parents, but of course he's a little boy, and they just threw him to the side. And ever since that day, he just had this fear, guilt, that he couldn't, couldn't help his parents. Um, he wanted to save his parents at that time, but he couldn't. He didn't have the strength, so he devoted his life to learning martial arts, and, and he's loaded more money than probably anybody in, in the real world. So he bought all these gadgets and real cool cars. Batman, um, let me just say this before Danielle checks out of the message right now. Batman's awesome, but as far as superheroes go, he's not a real superhero. <laughs> but Batman devoted his life, and he just, he became, he made himself become this extra special person. How's that? But he wears a, he has to dress up, and he wears a mask, and he... Fights at night is one of the main things. Some of the, the newer movies are more true to the real story. Um, but he, the original, sorry, <laughs> not the real story, but the original story. The original story, and he, he's just, a lot of his motivation is fear. He he's, has a fear of evil and wrong, guilt, vengeance, anger, and regret. He really wishes, really, his goal is to just pay back the criminals for what they did to his parents. That's his, his real goal. Um, but he has no real power. He has no real power. He puts on the suit, right? He has all these gadgets, really cool cars. But he, he, as I thought about that, really, in my Christian life, he's kind of like, like I was when I was growing up, when I was first trying to become a Christian. Really, I had no power. Um, I didn't... I didn't really have a new life. I didn't really have this power. I tried. I dressed up. I tried to be super, you know, I tried to be a, a person that was better than, than I used to be or better than everybody else. Um, dressed up, and I tried to learn different ways, and, and 
He does rescue people. Batman does some good stuff. I, I think he's cool. But, as far as a real superhero goes, he's a poser, really. Um, my motivation, a lot of my motivation was fear, like Batman. I was, I was scared of God, really. God is all-powerful, and God could just kill you any day. And if you didn't do enough right things, you know, you, you, you try to win God's favor. And really, if you think about Batman, compare him to the religious leaders in the Bible... You can kind of see some of that. Jesus told them different times, you know, you're, you're washed on the outside, but inside you're just like dead, a, a tomb. There's all this hate. And, and when you start to look at the real character, who Batman, the character of Batman is, really, Batman is Bruce Wayne trying to be a superhero, right? He's a regular guy that just has a lot of money and some gadgets, just trying to be, trying to be a real, uh, trying to be a superhero. But he is Bruce Wayne, and his alter ego is or alter ego, yeah, is Batman. He's Bruce Wayne, but he has to suit up and become Batman. All right, it's time to go rescue people. Puts on his suit, puts on his mask, gets his belt on, gets in his cool car. Everybody likes his car. Danielle, he's awesome. Puts on, you know, gets in his cool car, motorcycle, the Batwing, whatever he's doing. Um, but he's not a superhero, right? He's putting this on. He has to, Bruce Wayne has to become Batman. And a lot of times, again, in my Christian life, we, we can, the Bible tells us we have the form of godliness. It's 2 Timothy um, 3, 5. Has the, we have the form of godliness, but we deny the real power. I mean, really, if Batman, it's a funny story, not, uh, I think it was 1964, they made a Batman movie, and it actually is labeled a comedy now. It was a big flop at the time, and in the 80s it became popular, and, and, and everybody likes this movie now, but... It wasn't true to the original story with Batman. Batman was in lighter colors and fought in the daytime, and you know he worked with the Commissioner Gordon and, and all this stuff. And it wasn't really true to the original. Some of the villains were just, you laughed at him. You laughed at Batman. And one of the most famous scenes, and it is a comedy, really, if you watch it, one of the most famous scenes, I think, describes what we are like a lot of times as Christians when we try to do good, you know, try to do this stuff. We have the form of godliness. We deny the power thereof. Batman and Robin crash in the ocean, and they're on like a, a buoy thing, and the helicopter comes and rescues them. And as Batman is climbing up the rope ladder, a shark jumps up and bites him and comes up to his thigh. A shark's got his leg, and has Batman's leg in his mouth up to Batman's thigh. And the shark's hanging on, hanging on, and Robin's up there first, and he's saying, you know, Batman, you know, um, get him, get him, or whatever. So Batman's like, let's see. And, and seriously... I should have had this clip because it's so ridiculous. He's hanging, okay, imagine this, hanging from a hel uh, helicopter on a rope ladder with a shark up to your thigh. You're wearing a shark stocking, okay? You're on this ladder. He stops, literally he stops and he goes, let's see. He looks at his belt and says, dog repellent? No, no. Alligator repellent? No, no. Eagle repellent? No. Shark, shark repellent. Pulls it off, opens the cap sprays it on the shark and the shark falls off and it's like so many times do we have that like form of godliness or, or we don't have that power we're we're looking for what we've learned okay what what did eric teach me about witnessing the people i draw that little diagram with the with the thing and and without the power of god to work in us and really give us the words to say and and, and really tell the story of the diagram and i love that diagram i think it's awesome it puts people puts life in perspective but without the power of the spirit guiding you through that, and you're really having the, uh, the uh, experience of having the new life. And, and you can tell people, I was here, but God brought me here. 
it's just like that shark repellent. Okay, what, what tool am I going to use? You know, I did that Ray Comfort thing, so I, I know the Ten Commandments question. And, and if you don't have the power, it looks that silly to people. All right, what, what, what gadget am I going to use this time? You know, and, and I just, that, that scene so many times, I've thought of that and how we're like that sometimes. We have the form of godliness. We, we have the suit. Still like me? <laughs> we have the suit and everything. And so I, I brought this, and this is how silly sometimes, I can do this with the mask, how silly I used to be. I, I want to be a Christian, right? So I put on, all right, it's time to go witness to people. If I get this on over my... It's time to go witness to people. Time to be super now. Bruce Wayne, and it actually works with my glasses too. Bruce Wayne, okay, I, I'm Peter Costolino, but now, now I'm super Peter. Or I'm, I don't know, that Peter, but... And it's literally that silly, right? How silly are you walking around like Batman? Okay, looking for your repellent. Oh, there's a, there's a homeless guy. What is that? I read that book about homeless people. So how can I learn? But without the power, that real power, it's silly, right? I think it's silly. I feel silly, but, but that's really what it is. I mean, Batman, there's no Batman. There's Bruce Wayne who dresses up like Batman. Does that make sense? There's... People who were dressed up like religious people, having the form of godliness. We have the suit, all the stuff, but we don't have power. Bruce Wayne had no power. Sorry, I didn't know you were such a Batman fan. She's glaring. I think now she wishes she had, like, laser eyes. But how many, how many of you have ever felt that way? You don't have to raise your hand, but felt like that. Okay, you know, wow, you know, this, this thing called Christianity, religion, I, I got to put it on now because we're going to church, or I got to put it on now because I know I'm going to be around worldly people, or I got to put it on now because I know God wants me to witness. And It's just, we have the form of godliness, but we deny the power. Now, this is where Batman, Superman comes in, because Superman rocks. Superman is awesome. Okay, the story of Superman. And I'm not going to try to, there are some parallels, and I know some people growing up, some people would tell me, you know, Superman is a disgrace to Jesus. Superman is somebody that they invented, and it really is making a mockery of who Jesus is. And I don't, I don't really feel that way. I feel like, yeah, there's some similarities, but you're going to have similarities with all kinds of things. But if you know the story of Superman, and I'm going to go ahead and take this off, because I don't really like to be Batman. <laughs> I told Alicia I should have, or my boys, I should have had a Superman shirt. And then at the end, I could like open my shirt and then Superman. That would have been cool. Um, but the story of Superman, Superman comes from Krypton, a planet. It's a fake planet. He's not real either, but the original story. Um, that is dying. is blowing up and all this stuff. And his dad packs him up and tells him, he said, his son, I can't remember his, his actual name, but he, he is Superman. He says, you are destined for greatness. You have a job. You have a job to do. And he sends him to out you know and he winds up on earth and as he grows up his earthly father keeps telling him he's like i don't know why you're here but you're here for a reason and there's something you're here to do and and he has these superpowers real superpowers he can do all that stuff fly walk on water super strength and it's amazing especially compared to other humans what he has right he has these super strengths but superman is superman okay there is a superman superman's alter ego is clark kent Okay? The reason Superman becomes Clark Kent is to better know the human people, to, to get into their society. And really, it's, it's uh, colloquialism. He gets in, and, and he becomes Clark Kent, and he chooses a job at the newspaper 
Because that's where all the events and all the stories of what's going on in the world are. He gets to know who the bad guys are, who the good guys are, how he can help. And there's so many, again, I'm not going to draw too many conclusions, but there's so many similarities to how we are supposed to be in the world, but not of the world, right? Superman was part, I mean, he puts on his glasses, Clark Kent becomes Clark Kent, and he goes in and he learns where all the bad guys are and who the bad guys are and, and this and that. And having that job and being with those people, he gets to know, know earthlings. But he, when it's time to do business, he is Superman, right? When he's who he is, he is Superman, and he has all these power. He doesn't have the form of godliness and denies the power thereof. He literally has the power and saves because of who he is. There's different opportunities. Again, there's so many, so many similarities. Superman eventually has the opportunity to leave. I mean, he could leave Earth whenever. But he falls in love with Lois Lane, but he also falls in love in, in, in one storyline of Superman. He falls in love with the human race. And he tells somebody, if I leave, then what? What happens to the human race? So he's here. He stays because he, he really cares for the human race. And when you think about our Christian life, you think of Batman, who's a poser. And he's driven out of guilt. And really, his main motivation is guilt because he couldn't save his parents. So he knows he has to do good because... He just, there's too much evil in the world, and he has to, so he suits up and he becomes this, this Batman. Puts on the form, but doesn't have the power. Where Superman's motivation is justice, the reason, and right. Superman does it because it's the right thing to do. He doesn't do it because he's obligated. Superman does it in the daylight. Superman doesn't cover his face and hide. <laughs> Superman is Superman. When Superman takes off the costume, he's Superman. Batman has to put on the costume. Do you see the, the similarities? And maybe it was just me. But Batman, again, is Bruce Wayne pretending to be Batman, right? Superman is Superman. And we're told that when we have this power, number three on your list, Acts 1.8, but you will receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, okay? He's going to give us this new life, verse 17, and number two there, 1 Corinthians 5.17. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person, Right? You are now a child of God. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. You're new now. You're, you're super. And really, we say superman, but Christians are superhuman man, or supernatural man and supernatural woman. You know, we're given power from God. So you can really call us supernatural man or supernatural woman. But do you see this? When you, you will receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. We're given this new life. We're given this job. Verse 20 says that when we speak, it's like Christ when he pleads, come back to God. We're given this job to save or rescue people. Again, not save them as in give them salvation, as in the, the first work of grace, but as in rescuing them, reconciling them, bringing them back into harmony with Christ. We're given this job to say, come back to God. Come back to God. Superman rescues, it's that same idea. And he has this power. You will receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you. We talk about the purity of the Holy Ghost, right? We get sanctified, and we talk about sanctification, and, and sanctification is being set aside for the use of God, and, and the Spirit comes in and cleanses us, and that's awesome. That is true, and it's awesome. But we need to talk about the power of the Holy Ghost, too. The purity is very important, but we need to talk about the power of the Holy Ghost. You will receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. Right? There's purity, but we're promised power. And... And you could say, and then. So you receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. Again, it's not like, all right, you know, time to go witness. I put on my mask. Got to become 
you know, witness time. Yeah. Hey, can you, can you tell? I'm Batman. I thought it was funny because nobody... Where'd my mic go? Nobody ever... One of my favorite parts of, of Batman that proves that he's just like a poser, he jumps down and he find, finds these guys and they're stealing, they steal money and everything and they think they see a shadow and they run away from him and they stop and they're <laughs> breathing heavy on the roof and they're leaning up against this little wall on the roof and then next thing you know, like just like, Batman comes up and he's standing there in all his like wonder and amazement. And he's standing there and he grabs the guy and he said, blah, 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 and, and I want you to tell all your friends about me. And the guy goes, do you remember this if you've seen the movie? Who, who are you? Nobody ever asked Superman who he was. It's like, who are you? You know, well, I'm Christian. I'm a Christian guy, you know. You never see that happen. Like, they, people gave, Superman, the truth is Superman has a weird... Krypton planet name, I can't remember what it is, Christ, Cretons or something like that, whatever, but they gave him that name, they're like, wow, it's Superman, like he's a Superman, nobody ever asked Superman who he was, and that, again, that was one of my favorite parts of the movie, he just rescues this guy, and they even put like this light in the sky to call Batman when it's time, the commissioner does, and he comes up, you know, he just comes out of nowhere, and he's, tell all your friends about me, and who, who are you? You almost see the disappointment. I'm, I'm Batman, duh. You know? But no, nobody, nobody should look at you and say, probably the most disappointing thing that can happen is if you're trying to witness to somebody and they say, oh, you're a Christian? Oh, oh I, I didn't realize you were like a religious person. You know, I know that's happened to people. Um, that's happened to people before. And that would be sad if that happened to you. Like you try to witness somebody like, hey, I just want to tell you, you know, I'm praying for you, brother. You're a Christian? Like, who, who are you? You Batman? I'm just kidding. No. If we have this power, the Bible says, when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, you're going to have power. And we'll talk about this power more in another series. But you'll have power. Um, but because of that power, you will be witnesses. Because of that power, you're going to be his witnesses. Not just because you look like Batman or you look like a religious person. You have the form of godliness, but you really deny the power thereof. It's this power that causes us to be a witness. Some of the, some of the things, some of the ways, you know, well, what power is in my life? I mean, if you look at your life and say, I don't have any power. I really try to serve God and I love God. Well, for one, the desire to serve God is a power because we are not born with a desire to serve God. That's God's grace in our life. And even after we get saved, we have more of a desire for godly things. I found in my life over and over, I realized, wow, I, I just, I don't want to do that anymore. Like, I don't even know, remember, stop doing that or wanting to do that. But that's the power of God in your life. The desires go away. I just have a couple lists here, a list of a couple things that we can see the power of in our life. And again, we'll have a, another message further discussing these. But one of the powers in our life is the Bible. I think we underestimate that sometimes, is the Word of God. You read the, how many times has this happened to you? You read the Bible, and it actually is, going, is used that day. You read something in the Bible, you know, patience is a virtue, or, or the, the man of God, you know, whatever, talks about something, and that day you needed that verse in your life. That's supernatural. That's power in your life. How many times have you read something and then had a discussion with somebody, and they needed to hear you say that? 
Gabe posted something and I called him. I said, Gabe, that was for me. I even posted online, Gabe, this was for me. He posted a scripture and it was exactly what I needed to hear. And I hardly get on Facebook. I'll, I'll admit something. I do for the people in our church, but I hardly read Facebook. I post on Facebook. I'll scroll through a lot of times just to see if I really know you, like in person. If I see you, I'll, I'll read your post. And then if I'm a real good friend like Gabe, I don't get to see him a lot, so I try to keep up. But I don't really read Facebook a lot, and I just happened. To, it, it's, it came up right there when I opened Facebook, and it was this verse I needed. That's the power of God and the power of the Spirit working in your life. The Bible, you read the Bible, and it has that power to change. We've been taught reading through the book of John on Wednesdays, and Jen said something about a lot of times Jesus was confusing. He was. He really, we know because we, like, you know, it says we read the back of the book. We know the whole story that Jesus was going to die. And, but when he said, you have to lift me up, you have to eat my flesh and drink my blood. We can read that and not throw up because we know, oh, well, he's talking spiritually. But that's disgusting. Honestly, honestly, if you read that, if I stood up here and said, hey, by the way, we have a meal after service. Alicia made some whatever. Joel made P&G food and I'm going to serve some of my skin and blood. Help yourself. Right? That's disgusting. We know the end of the story, but it is confusing. But when you read the Bible, a lot of times it just comes to life. It, it's almost like a light. I don't know if, if you've ever seen um, Instagram has a, an option to blur everything out except a circle or a line. And people post scripture and they'll be like, the rest of the Bible is blurred out. And then this one line is, is all focused and the rest is out of focus. Sometimes that happens. You read the Bible and it's like, whoa, it like jumps out and it's like, wow, Really? I remember when I read verse 17, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. And that to me is so open-ended. The worldly, worldly ways are a funnel in. I mean, we, have, we get all this stuff, and the, and the further you go, the further you go, you realize I'm not happy, nothing satisfied. You know, it goes down. The Christian life is the opposite way. We start out small. We lose everything. We have nothing. New life. We surrender to Christ, and then it just gets better and better from there. This new life has begun. I remember that. But that's the power of the Spirit working in your life. And that works as a witness because then you're going to tell somebody, yeah, I just read in the Bible, you know. I, again, in that out of the salt shaker, it's hard to reach the postmodern world because facts really don't, don't matter too much anymore. You can tell people, well, the Bible says this, and this is right, and this is wrong. And then they're like, so? What if I don't believe the Bible? But one example she uses in the book, in the Bible, in the book, I mean, is some lady came up and was discussing her. Her mom was jealous of her and hated her and made her life miserable. And, and this lady was able to say, well, there's a person in the Bible like that. That his father figure, David, his father figure, Saul, was jealous of him. Tried to kill him. You know, tried to do away with all David's good plans. And the lady said, man, I would love to know how David dealt with that. And, and the lady who was witnessing said, wouldn't it be cool if David had like a diary? You could read David's diary? Yeah. Well, book of Psalms. <laughs> That tells you what David went through and how he felt. And, and, and when you deal with postmodern people, that's the best way. It's through stories and illustrations. Because now it's like, well, there's somebody like me in the Bible. And there's a way to deal with it. The Bible comes to life and we can use it. That is part of the power of God in our life. Another one is the Spirit. The power of the Spirit in our life for guidance. I don't know how many times. Weird things like you're walking out the door and you just feel like, bring that book. Or bring whatever that that screwdriver with you or bring something and it's like why do i never need that why would i need that book you know and it turns out you meet somebody who you need for that for them and that day the spirit guides you in different decisions again i was talking with carl and we we're talking about how sometimes it's so confusing 
Because you could find the wisdom of Christ in two different decisions. You could find God's, well, yeah, that makes sense. I can use the practical wisdom of the Bible to make this decision this direction or this direction. <laughs> I can go either way here. But then you pray and you can feel the Spirit guide. He bears witness to your soul. You feel the Spirit guide you. And you have, that's another way. Again, I, I don't believe in prosperity gospel. Just because you're a Christian, you're going to be rich and all that. But if you follow God, your needs will be supplied. Okay, good choices, wise choices, pay off. Again, they're not going to be, we're not going to be rich maybe. We're not going to look like we're, we're um, rich or whatever. But as the Spirit guides, our needs will be taken care of. So the, the Word, the Spirit, prayer. Prayer is, is a power we have. It's a tool, a communication with Christ. We heard this morning, you know, we prayed about the situation with the children. And it's resolved. God worked in that. We can be a witness. That's a great way to witness is to tell people about answered prayer in your life. Or to say, I'll pray for you about that. And then God answers that prayer. Those are another, another way that we can have power in our life and be a witness. And probably the biggest is our changed life. Again, some of the desires we had, we don't have anymore. People who knew us, that's really... You get to know people, your friends, your family, and they see the change in you. That's one of the biggest witnesses. Because they can argue, well, the Bible might not be, you know, might have been written and, and it's a conspiracy because all these men, blah, 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 and through the years, and it's not really true. Yeah, you can say that. But the power of the, the Word to change your life and for the Holy Spirit to come in and make you a new person, a different person, that even sometimes people won't recognize you, you can't argue with that. I remember learning, I think it was our pastor growing up in New Jersey, said, when all else fails, when you're trying to witness to somebody, testify to them, because they can't argue with that. <laughs> you can't argue and say, look, I used to be this. I, you know, My dad, a lot of people see my dad, and they don't know what he used to be, but my dad... Is a changed person. Ron Stevens, he testified at Southeast or at uh, Calvary Bible Wesleyan Church. It's online archive. Gave his testimony. He's a changed man. I mean, completely changed man. Sometimes the change isn't as evident because if you grow up, you know. I think the contrast with my wife and I, Alicia, grew up in church and she has always looked like a Christian, but there's a change in her, and she'll tell you she's not the same person she was, even though she had the form of godliness. You know, there's a power working in her life. Me, there's more. If I meet a friend of mine from, from New Jersey, and, the, and this has happened, what happened to you? Like, I'm a, I'm a different person. That's, that's one of your biggest tools as a witness. That's the power of God in your life. And again, it has nothing to do with you. This is the power of God. So again, number three, Acts 1.8, but you will receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem. Because of this power that you received when the Holy Ghost came upon you, again, cause and effect, Holy Ghost comes upon you, you have power, that will be a witness. Not like, it's, this is not a command to witness, right? You see that. It's not like, you'll receive power, Holy Ghost come upon you, and then go out and, and go witness. No, he's saying you will be a witness. If you have the power, you will be a witness. So again, the things that we can work in our power in our life, the Word, the Spirit, prayer, and our changed life. Again, hopefully when you see Batman now, you won't hate him too much because he's around, you know. You can see him sometimes. But Batman was really Bruce Wayne who became Batman or had, had to become Batman and put on the costume. But Superman is Superman. And again, think if we think about it, supernatural man, more than what we can do naturally. It's the power of God in our life. When you receive power from the Holy Ghost, we are super, right? We're supernatural with Christ 
spirit working in our life. We are super people, but supernatural. So the challenge this morning is how can you not be like Superman this week and be like Superman? Not be a religious person, not having the form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. How can you actually have power in your life? Be a supernatural man or supernatural woman this week. Think about that today. What can you do? Again, there's the hashtag post when you when let's say you say hey i read something and i was able to tell somebody that really encourages me <laughs> it encourages each other to know i read a scripture you know nicole's story talked about being on the mountaintop and the change that we have when god works in our life it's exciting to tell not only i know we read this and we say we're, we're his witness and automatically i think witness means you're gonna somebody's gonna get saved because of what they heard and that that is one of the the uh, connotations here but also Sam could be a witness to the power of God in his life to me. And he has. Jesse has done that. You know, different ones. When you say, we prayed and, and God answered my prayer, that's a witness to me. Just confirming the power of God in your life. So not only is the goal salvation or, or evangelism, but the goal is ministry. You minister to us when you tell us about the grace of God. Because believe it or not, I get discouraged. I know I'm, I don't show it probably as much, but it gets discouraging sometimes. And to see God work in other people's lives. That's real exciting. So this week, how can you not be like Batman? How can you be more like Superman? If you start flying, please fly by my house and show me because I think that would be totally awesome. So, all right, let's stand and be dismissed.